Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They his buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. August 1st, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. May as well call it Croatian Roll Call this morning. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here. Hope you're having a great start to your day. A lot has happened if you're waking up just about now. I'd like to think somebody out there has us as their alarm clock. Like they wake up to our show. You can do that, you know. It's kind of like uh, they have Groundhog the tec- Day. They have the uh, technology. I got you, babe. Mm-hmm. I got you, babe. A lot yeah. has gone on. United States women's team played very early. 3 a.m. kickoff start there. Did not see any of it. And then you had a commitment about 45 minutes ago, nearly an hour ago. And we're going to talk about all of it today. But maybe most importantly, depends who you ask, Scooch is back. Woo-hoo. Hey, back, back what? again. How are you, buddy? I am phenomenal. I'm a little tired today, just due to the fact that I stayed up and watched the whole Reds game last night. A little foolish on my part with that, but I just had to know the Brewers fell early in the night, so I wanted to see the Reds get to that one and a half game lead. But overall, I'm great. I I want to thank you all again for allowing last week to happen. I needed that vacation so badly, and then yesterday with the golf scramble was a lot of fun. So yeah, overall, I am really really good. So the people want to know how did you how'd you shoot them? Uh, I shot them great. The only problem was I was arguably our A player, and in a scramble, that is not good. So I I personally played well, rest of my team. I I did have uh, the general manager of Wave 3, John. He was was probably right there with me. If we were to play our own ball next to each other, I think we would be pretty close. So there there was an argument to be made who was our A player because he stepped up at certain times as well. But our other two players, Kenny Klein was – Pretty awful, and then we had Ken, who was the general manager of ESPN Louisville on our team, and he plays once a year, and it showed. Oh, so scoots with all of the the big wigs, not yeah. even the personality. It was. Are, are you a big ex big wig? Yeah, I don't know. It was crazy. I was looking around, so I got there. I was expected to play with John Spears, and he he had a group there for us. We were all under the assumption we'd be able to play together, and he calls me about eight minutes before I get there, and he's like, "Hey, we're." Going down to the range, he was like, by the way, we're not playing together. You're with Kenny Klein. 
So the whole rest of the time I'm driving up, I'm like, there's no way. I was like, this guy's yanking my chain. I'm not playing with Kenny Klein. So I get up to the course, drop my bag. What's your last name? Kalen? Okay, you're over here on car 12. Sure enough, it's with Kenny Klein. I'm like, what in the world? So I just look at the guy who's helping me, and I'm like, this is a big, kind of a big decision here. You think Kenny's a driver, or you think he wants to be a passenger? And he was like, I'd probably make him drive. So that's what I ended up doing. But yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. And I told Kenny I'd put him on blast this morning. Because he, he told us about the whole 17. He was like, guys, I'm not great at golf, but I'm not this bad. So Kenny, don't worry. I'll just I'll just put you on blast on the radio in the morning. No worries. Do you think Kenny Klein's listening this morning? Um, uh, probably not. That is, I don't think anybody in the city probably knows more stories about U of L basketball than that guy. Yeah, he was. Did he tell you any? Of he them? was a yeah. wealth of knowledge. Yeah, we. I mean, we talked a lot about this upcoming season for U of L and how. Their fans are going to be a lot happier. The basketball teams are supposedly going to be a lot better. He was pointing out certain guys on the team that are really beasting. So Kenny's hyping up this year's team. He is, yeah. He's real excited. Did he give a uh, d- prediction, win total? No, I should have asked him. I should have been like, hey, what, what are you thinking, like 9, 10? But that guy's been he, – he's seen it all. He's been through it all. You could, I bet he could tell you story. You could play seventy-two holes with him, and yeah. he'd still have plenty of stories to to go around. I can't believe you all shot so poorly. Yeah, it was it was bad. We ended up three over. We didn't get a birdie until eighteen, um, thanks to a great approach shot by me setting us up. But yeah, so but it was a lot of fun. I'd never met Kenny. I'd always heard that he's a pretty good guy, so it was fun to play with him. Just get some more background on him and talk talk life with him. So that, that was a good time. Oh, that's that's nice. Did you run? Who else did you run into out there? Uh, I saw Nick Curran. Never have met Nick Curran, the voice of the Louisville Bats. I've talked to him on, over air, producing for him for two years now, but I've never met him, so I got to meet him. But did you Did you know who he was when you saw him? I did. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, because I I follow him on Twitter, so I know what he looks like. All right, because I've had. There would definitely be some weird moments of seeing people that you hear but yeah. don't necessarily know their faces. That could be really awkward. Right. And then I guess Rutherford was out there. I didn't see him. He said he saw me, but I didn't. Yeah, I never saw Rutherford at any point. He said you were wearing a very bright shirt. I was wearing a, no, not necessarily neon, but it was more like a soft green. It was a good gotcha. looking shirt. Um, gotcha. They say if it isn't neon, it shouldn't be on. Did you know that? We had uh, Lachlan McLean in the group behind us. Guys, oh, Lachlan's out there. Guy's so loud. How did he play? Um, I don't think he had to play very well because they had a former college golfer on their team. This guy beat the long long drive was way out there already. And our group got close to it. And then they were behind us and they smashed long drive by probably 70 yards. And then the very next hole was a 323-yard par four. They put it probably six feet short of the green. I mean, they they almost hit us on the green. Pretty pretty incredible. That's very impressive. I um, I, what what was Locke doing getting an invite? He's not sports media. He's news media. Mm, he's a big Uval guy. I think it's all media. That's he's like, big Uval guy. That's if what, all. If it's all media, we don't get invited. That's so what, what's, the, what's the deal there? That's what Kenny was telling me. He said when he first started this thing, he wanted it to be a day for like on air talent, producers, engineers, like anybody behind the scenes, just to let go of work for a day. So us. Well, you talk Kentucky, but you're in the Louisville market, talk so I think, yeah. I think you could like, probably get in. Let's get out of work for a day. Let yeah. our hair down and get out of work for a day. I think they'd probably let you it? in. I want to do it. <laughs> Sounds fun. It's a nice course. Both of you, you all have played it in the last three days. Oh, the I've course, played it. 
I don't think I've played it since I did the old you, night golfing. The thing. course was phenomenal. I was such a big fan. Oh yeah, it's a nice course. Did you uh, put any balls in the drink? In 13, 14, I think it's uh, I did not, no. That's a pretty little setup, though. It is, no, yeah. That's nice. Yeah, I, I, have, I think I only lost one ball yesterday. I was it, striking them well. Wow. Any stories from Wisconsin? Oh, I mean, thousands. Thousands, thousands of stories? Thousands. It was, is it true that you called Trevor just boozed out of your mind? Did I? Whoa. <laughs> doesn't even remember. <laughs> did he wow. say that? He said that you he made a joke and you called him with your buddy. Oh, couldn't understand my gosh! Yes, that happened. <laughs> I was so we went to the Grateful Shed that Tuesday night. Like I texted into the show on Wednesday. It looked like a cool spot. It was so freaking cool. So we get the kids to bed on. I guess it was Wednesday night, and we're like, hey, let's go down there. We had a couple coupons for buy one, get one free beer. So we were like, oh, let's just go smash some beers real quick, get a nice little buzz, which we went to a an arcade earlier that day, and it had a bar. So I was already on my way because I was, I was like, I don't want to play games. I just want to sit here and drink. I walked around with the kids, had a couple brews. But then we go back there, and, yeah, I got more inebriated than I have been in years Years and years. We, me and my buddy just sat there and laughed and laughed and laughed when we got back to the hotel for seemingly two hours. I felt like I was 15 again. It was a lot of fun. Good. But yeah, we did, a, we did a duck tour, which is like an army jeep slash boat that goes on land and water. That That's was, what I figured, but there was, was a little part of me hoping that you just toured ducks around Wisconsin. I well, yeah, just wanted to go see the mallards. Like, yeah, and, uh, we different got swans. on a boat, and they just pointed out all the different varieties of ducks they have in Wisconsin. <laughs> no, okay. I figured it was the, the, the hybrid vehicle. Yeah, it was cool. We went on the Wisconsin River. As we're getting done with the tour, pulling out of the river, there's a freaking bald eagle just sitting wow. in the tree, waiting for us, just watching us. So that was really neat. Yeah, and then we went to the water park. Uh, which was huge, biggest in America, 72 acres. So I was tired after that day. Was it outdoor? It was. Okay. Yeah. So you think they'd have 72 acre indoor water park? <laughs> I mean, that <laughs> is just the, that is, that is a <laughs> I mean, wild, Mar- wild statement. How, how big is We Mar- can't gloss America? over this, folks. One time I had a buddy who I was like, yeah, I'm going to go do night golf, which is like the glow balls. He was like, there's an indoor 18 hole golf course somewhere. <laughs> and we all made fun of him. But you thinking that there was a 72 acre indoor water park is equally as hilarious. Um, so we we can't let that one that one go. It was out. It was a, an outdoor water park. I would imagine. Yeah. Mall of America s- has five point six million square feet. So okay, what, is, is it seventy two acres? I, I, you're the one who knows acreage. I don't know acres. <laughs> is uh, okay. It's only seven acres. Or no, the indoor theme park is seven acres. That's pretty impressive. I mean, that's one hundred twenty nine acres. Okay. So. Oh, what, the whole mall? The whole mall is 129 acres. No, I doubt it. I bet that's probably the property, including the parking. Boom. The parking? No, just Wikipedia. (laughs) must be true. (laughs) I I really have no concept of acreage either. So 72 acres, you could tell me that we're on 72 acres, the big X, and I would be like, eh. We're not on 72 acres. Probably on about 17. No. Including the woods, maybe. No. I would think that this is like... Well, it could. I mean, I don't know exactly how far it goes, but what we see from the parking lot would probably be a acre, or maybe maybe two acres. What you can see from just where we're at, the whole property itself. If it goes back further, which I think it does, I think that um, plant wants to buy the land so they can That's expand what I've heard. the land. That's what I've heard. As well. um, yeah, it's a big uh, bush that really wants to take over but and let its leaves grow. An acre is forty-three thousand five hundred sixty square feet. 
Ah, see, that's why you now get you get the it. Box. Now yeah. you get it. You have, Ralph. To, you have to memorize that stuff. <laughs> uh, but it's a lot of lot of lot of space. Dude, Acres uh, big. Now, my house is not on an acre of land. It's not even on a half acre of land. Just for really comparative. Yeah, it's not. It's on, well, on like, mine definitely is not either. I think it's like on three point three six acre. Uh, Scoots, did you get any sunburn? Oh yeah, yeah, I got roasted. But yeah. that was that was the plan. Our uh, our hotel had, had three. Our hotel had three pools, for what it's worth. And we did that one night where we had a tornado about a mile south of us. Oh. So we had to go down to the lobby, whole hotel. That was fun. Only lasted about twenty minutes. I should have stayed up on the porch and just filmed it. Yeah. But yeah, it was a good time. I, I was really glad. I, I had this negative connotation of Wisconsin going into this vacation. I've just always hated Wisconsin, maybe because of the cold. But it, it really changed my mind. I like Wisconsin. It's a cool state. It's pretty flat. It was one of the only states that we went through that was flatter than Indiana, it seemed like. So, yeah, pretty fun. Well, that's great. We're happy you're back. P. Diddy, Trevor, they did great jobs, but it is nice to have old Scoots back. He brought us some brews. That's right. A little oh, spotted man. cow spotted action. Spotted cows, which I don't think I've ever actually had. Oh, you're in admittedly. for a treat. Yeah, it's, You're in for a treat. It's one of those things that uh, every – there's regional beers everywhere, mm-hmm. and – some like a, like an old style in Chicago on draft, it's good. Uh, a Lone Star beer in uh, the great state of Texas, that's fine. Uh, but Spotted Cow is the only one that's worth bringing back. It's it's so awesome. Man, I never had it. I tried I think ten beers, ten different beers while I was there at Wisconsin. There was one, and I wish I would have brought some of it back, but I didn't. It was a sour pickle beer. Mm. And it tasted straight up like pickle juice. I swear I could drink 25 of them. So, so probably best I didn't bring I mean, any back. You, you ever had a pickleback? Yeah. 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 But no, this, I mean, the beer Same tasted straight up like pickle juice. It was wild. I don't know if I would like that. Uh, it, it was good. Like, I think it would be fine once or twice, but. Uh, I, I think it'd be great for a lake day. The world's largest building covers 7,400 acres. That's wild. <laughs> I mean, that is shocking. It's like a giant skyscraper, obviously, so if to build super far out, but that's nuts. Jeez. Pretty crazy. That is crazy. Pretty, pretty crazy. That is a ton, a ton of space. Oh, man. Uh, Talking acres this morning here on Kentucky Roll Call. <laughs> because Kentucky just got a commitment from somebody who's about the size of an acre. Yes, yeah, yeah, I need hundred acres away. I need caught up on this big time. So I, I missed everything last week, and then I heard you all mention the Croatian sensation, and I was like, what is happening? You didn't you listen to the, you didn't football listen we to the podcast? I did not, no. Uh, Seven-foot-two center Zvonimir Ivicic. Uh, announced his commitment to Kentucky in my favorite way that anybody's ever announced his commitment to Kentucky. He just put it on his Instagram story. Um, and all it was, it's a blue, blank blue slate with white text. I got the offer for scholarship by Coach Calipari to attend the University of Kentucky. I'm excited to tell that I accepted the scholarship and I will play there next season. Go Big Blue. And that's how he committed uh, at about, I don't know, 5.30, 6 a.m. this morning. So that's him. That's the creation sensation. Yep, uh, and is that for next year? Or? It's, he's going to be here soon. Really? Okay. Yeah. So Cats get a big man, a versatile big man. I want to say he shot like 30% from th- 34% from three. Yeah, I think and, that was the number. And uh, his uh, Super League or whatever league he was playing in over there. So a significant, significant addition. Kentucky's got two guys dealing with injuries, so let's go get a seven-foot-two guy that's pretty skilled. Uh, and my favorite part of this, TJ, is that um, 
the field of 68 is going to get so roasted today. I know that, like, that that's very much a secondary story, but I love that <laughs> they were getting ready. They already had it scheduled to release uh, off-season grades, Kentucky basketball, D-minus, and now they're about to have to, like, you you know they actually did that. That's the the template, like the the little uh, oh, okay. quote card or whatever the thumbnail. Excuse me, that's the right word. Their thumbnail had a big D minus on it. And first off, it's like, okay, you could have done this two months ago. People would have been like, okay, now you're just clearly a hater. Mm-hmm. And uh, clearly, they're haters, and they're going to keep hating. Haters going to hate. Potatoes going to potate because you can't hate uh, the seven foot two Zvonimir Ivacic committing to Kentucky. Uh, TJ, we we talked about it some last week. I am a little hesitant to pronounce him uh, this awesome college basketball player, but like he's no, no, go ahead. He's going to be an NBA draft pick. Go ahead. And if the ceiling hits, oh, that's a lot of fun. And a lot of people say the roof is the ceiling. That, people have been saying that for years. Very good basketball players have been saying it. You always no, you're you're exactly right. That's the that's the that's a the appropriate take to have on this. Is like all of us could BS and predict what he will or will not be, but this is somebody that the NBA wants. Yeah. Probably would have been a first round draft pick regardless if he came to play college basketball or not. Yeah, well, uh, he was in the, you know, he went through the draft process this past season and uh Pulled out because he wasn't no first round guarantees, and that's understandable because there isn't there just is not a great deal of tape on this guy. But he's gonna he, Roush is right. This is somebody that the NBA is going to be interested in. They were interested in Scalabissier. They were interested in Daniel Orton. Doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be a dominant college player. But let's take it for what it's worth. He technically committed in August to get this in August with question marks surrounding injuries with both of your fives, it's huge. It's huge. It may not mean a ton of on-court production. It's not impossible that he could be one of UK's better players either. That's the wild card in the mystery about adding the Croatian sensation. We're going to have fun with it, but everything that we sort of demanded and i'm using air quotes around that cuz who are we to demand anything but all of the, everything that we sort have we sort of demanded with the coaching staff of you've got this freshman talent do not waste it you're so close to putting together a good team then they did and we were happy they got Trey Mitchell Antonio Reeves we were good you can't control fate Injuries have been such a thorn in UK basketball side, and people can say, well, that happens everywhere. It can happen everywhere. Most teams, most seasons will deal with an injury, but it has just basically been a set-your-watch-to-it sort of deal with UK over pretty much every season Calipari's been here, with the exception of 2012, really, and, and 2010, his first year. But besides that, you can pick a year, and there's been some sort of off-the-court injury issue that most teams, while they may have to deal with it some seasons, usually not every season. So you can't control that stuff. That's not the, the coaching staff's fault. But again, they had time. They knew they had time. They went and they found this dude that I think there are experts out there, Roush, that knew a little, little, little about him. Uh, probably some of the international guys that knew a lot about him, but the majority of folks really don't know much about him at all, and everybody's kind of playing catch-up at the same time. But mm, I prefer mustard. But 
Ketchup much better, especially on a hot dog. Uh, I, I like Jonathan Giovanni has uh, highlights from his playoff game this year where he had 22 points, 13 rebounds, three blocks. That was in 24 minutes of action. So the ceiling's high. I think at minimum he's going to be able to block some shots. Yes. I think at minimum he's going to be able to block some shots, and he's going to be able to shoot. We'll feel good about him shooting if he's open. Will it go in? Will it not? I don't know. seems like sometimes people get to a new stage and they get in slumps. I do think if you were high on Uganda. Now, he had a year to practice um, against Oscar Shibway, so that's a nice bonus, but this guy's a lot more accomplished than Hugo was when he committed to Kentucky at this – it was basically this time last year, right? Or maybe, yeah, yeah. Or maybe like a little bit earlier. I forget when exactly the time frame was for that Bahamas trip. If it was August or July, it had to have been July because we were doing the whole football basketball school thing at media days. But oh my gosh, it was August first. It, it was August first yeah. when you go committed. Wow. Um, so, but you know, no offense to the Afro Basket League that Hugo was playing in, but he's played much higher level basketball. And has posted a lot bigger numbers. So if you were high on Yugo, there's no reason why you shouldn't be high on Zavanmir uh, as well. I would think that Ivicic would have more of an instant impact than people thought Yugano was going to a year ago. I think people thought Yugano was exactly, really, kind of what he was. Like, mm-hmm. you are a total backup. Maybe your length can do something fun for this team, but your Oscar, your 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 Oscar's backup and probably Lance Ware's backup unless you unless you develop quickly. I think most people are gonna look at Ivacic of like, can he start? Can he mm-hmm. play 15, 20 plus minutes I mean, a game? He, he might have to. I, I think the the expectations for these players while they committed on the same day in different years, I think the expectations of what they're going to bring to the table are going to be different. And again, not to set the bar too high for the Croatian sensation, but I, it'll be more than what I think we all expected out of Uganda, which was very limited action. I can at least predict, or at least my expectation will be, Ivicic will get more than just limited action. May not be getting the most minutes on the floor. That would su- very, very, very much surprise me. But I do think he's going to be somebody that UK is going to say, Go out there and let's see what you can do. They're going to probably figure it out in practice, though, if he's college ready. And again, I'm using quotes around that because who really knows? You know, what if, what if this UK team stinks? Then then maybe he's college ready and it doesn't really translate to the game. Maybe this UK team's really great and it doesn't translate, but it doesn't translate because this UK team's really good. We'll have to figure it out until he actually plays games. But the coaching staff will get a good idea once they can get him up against their own guys. Like go go ahead and bang with. A the arrow. A lot of international flavor on this team. Uh, the arrow is not international, though. He has dual citizenship. I'm pretty sure. Really? Thought so. I didn't know that. It's pretty neat. Thought where, so. Do we know where? I thought his dad was French. No. Am I just making all of this up? I, I just knew he played for Calipari. I mean, a dude, I know that he a is dude. an American player. He did not come yeah, from international. He was like in the Northeast, but I, I could or is see it Canada. I could see his dad being from somewhere else when Cal recruited him. A Duthiero. Yes. I thought so. Gosh. You read, you read all these different stories. They yeah. all run together. It gets it gets a little conflated, but that's yeah. okay. Um, the I think the biggest takeaway, though, you have, though, the is... Dude's dad came to America to chase the American dream. But from where? Mm. But from where? Ah, we don't know. <laughs> but uh, your, your overall point, though, your overall sentiment... And Molly. Molly. Oh, okay. Or is it Molly? Uh, M- Molly. Molly. 
Well, uh, <laughs> all right, sorry, I'm not going to interrupt. All right, uh, but it it kind of goes back. I was only halfway joking about the field of 68 stuff because things were dire two months ago, and you might even be able to argue still that things are dire with the concerns about the front court when you have so many talented guards. The fact that Kentucky had two significant injuries and they still were able to pick up a fifth-year super senior from West Virginia that can pass and shoot the three ball and space the four. Oh, but UK got lucky. And then here's another guy they got from Croatia. Pretty similar skills. If you want to play that five-out stuff, space the four out, go right ahead. Are there going to be concerns about physicality inside? Sure. But I have the same concerns about uh, Bradshaw and Hugo, if they're both healthy. And we don't know. We have no idea. I'm not... I'm not going to play the games where it's like I haven't seen them. I'm just going to be happy when they finally play. I'm not going to stress about it. It's a good way to look at it. Because, that, it, folks, if you're stressing about it every single day, you might die from anxiety. Because that, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen with either of those. But Kentucky did find two, two guys out there who are more than competent replacements. And, hell, you might even argue that Trey Mitchell is an upgrade at some extent because – He's got a, certainly a lot more experience than the other two. So uh, the fact that John Calipari was able to answer the call at such an important time, uh, really, I, I, it just it layer it raises the floor so much um, in a year that could have been volatile with a lot of underclassmen that are yeah, going to have the ball in their hands a lot. Like it feels like the floor has been raised where the bottom could have fallen out if you didn't add these two guys. Yeah, and I, I think. A worst case scenario with this season is still probably a pretty solid season. I mean, a lot. I think a lot would have to go wrong, and a lot I can mean, go wrong quickly, especially if you've got like a hostile locker room or the players don't like one another. Things can deteriorate quickly. But I can't imagine it being seven seed, right? Yeah, I don't. I, I can't. I mean, I think that would almost be like the basement. Would... I mean, I think that would like be the absolute basement, and that's just these freshmen really struggle adjusting to the college game Bradshaw and you can, never you can see the talent yeah. there but they're just like losing close games just unable to get over the edge to get enough quality wins to improve their seeds i think that's the worst case scenario with this team and if that's the worst case scenario if that is the scenario i think we'd go into march being like hey it's been a tough regular season this has a lot of 2011 vibes to it they were four seed that year but they lost a lot of close games, and you knew that they were a young team. They were starting to get better. They were starting to click, and then, then boom, they put it all together, went on a Final Four run. I'd probably have similar feelings about this team if that's the scenario. But, Roush, that is pro- that's a possibility, but I think a more likely probability would be this team should be, I think, no worse than a three seed. I think that's almost where we should set the bar. Assuming you do get Bradshaw back, assuming, I mean, assuming really that you get one of Bradshaw or you got him back, but I think you're probably going to see both of them play this year. Hopefully, you see both of them play this year. That should at least be the expectation. I think here on August 1st, a very long time away from March Madness and Selection Sunday, just what things look like on paper, even if, let's just say, you don't get Udagana or Bradshaw back till December, even if they have to, even this will allow them. The coaches to not feel like you have to rush them back. You can give them more time to rest. You've got at least a seven foot shot blocker that can control the paint for you, 
Will he get pushed around? Probably a little bit. Can he score? Looks like he'll be able to, but you may need to see that before it gets to the college game. A seven, a seven foot two with good timing that I've seen from the videos that I've seen, usually going against people a little smaller than him, but he's going to be able to block shots. I feel confident in that. So you look at the roster on paper, you assume that the guys that are injured are going to get back at some point. You look at mock drafts for 2024, and this is another name, although maybe a second-round name. It's kind of a mystery. Anything worse than a three-seed, I think we should be a little disappointed about. And I don't get so caught up in seeds for what it's worth. I think seeds are just more, I mean, they very much are, just a a number associated to what your season looked like, what your regular season looked like. And they are. They're meaningless once the tournament starts. And you've seen 15s and 16s win games before. So if they're a three seed, it's not like I'm going to be satisfied. And if they're a four seed, it's not going to say, it's not going to be like, well, I said they should have been no worse than a three seed. This is a failure because you erase everything when it comes to March. But you look at this roster on, you look at this roster, you look at the amount of quality wins that are on the table for this team. The SEC is going to be good. So you're going to have chances to get quality wins more nights than not. All the opportunity will be there with this talented of a team. Anything worse than a three seed, Roush. Uh, would be a little bit of a surprise, I think, where things stand with me today. And this is, and, and we're doing it again. We're doing it again. Yeah, we're, we did we're, it. We're buying in. We're, we're going head over heels over a team. I think this team will have some stretches. They'll lose some games. I think they'll have some bad shooting nights. But it's tough to really, at least at the surface, point out the weaknesses. Especially now that we've seen a little bit of proof of concept in Canada. The, That's the true. way they yeah, distributed but, the ball, I'm – like that that is one of the things that it's okay that we're a little overzealous because young teams that's usually the problem, right? It's a little bit too me me me, not enough we we we. So, we pass the ball, ball movement. This team feels light years ahead. Now, the big thing is going to be defensively. That that's what we've got to defensively, yeah, yeah. But you know what? If they're going to struggle defensively, which isn't the norm with Calipari teams, but has been too much of a trend the last couple of years, nice to have a seven foot two Croatian sensation just to swat everything to the Mediterranean Sea. Yeah, just a long way from here. And I don't know is Croatia on the Mediterranean Sea? I think yeah. it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, the Black Sea, Mediterranean Sea. And all he's those, by the Adriatic all, all the, as well. All the, all he played seas. in the Adriatic League. So that's another another sea to get confused about. Also cannot find – I was at least right that their parents were have dual citizenship. Can find nothing that if that's the case for a Duthier or not for what it's worth. So just go ahead and act like I just made that up and don't run with it. Certainly don't. Um, Maybe we can run to a break, though. We should. Long segment. We got to get Scoot's thoughts on this, although he's just oh, totally, need, he's baffled. We need to get his uh, takes on the Women's World Cup draw, too. I need a full mm-hmm. in-depth analysis. I watched the, not the entire second half, but I watched the second of half. Of course you did. I was up. What do you want me to do? I didn't even, I didn't even plan on it. We'll come back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Scooter Dingus is back in the house. Scoots is back. Tell a friend. 
Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Post-game show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Best way to start your day is at a Thornton's. They have music usually playing. It's well lit. Good way to get woken up. And if that doesn't do the trick, just walking into the Thorntons. Although they probably they probably wouldn't mind. I mean, I guess theoretically people just go into gas stations all the time to to use their restrooms. But if that doesn't wake you up, their coffee will. That's a guarantee. It's or one stuff. of Scoot's favorite power drinks that they have at Thorntons. That'll get you going. Maybe you want a 32-ounce soft drink for under a dollar. They have that at Thorntons as well. Tonight is the Mega Millions night. Mm-hmm. Yes, over over a billion dollars. Thornton's has has you covered. They they'll they'll hand out winners. I've, I've got a new assignment for you. Okay. Um, I've heard, and this is actually on a podcast I listen to. Um, I've heard they've got a spicy chicken sandwich now. Ooh, I have also heard that. I have not had it yet though. Okay. I will. I will definitely delve into Let's it. Do Sounds awesome. Work and. Uh, and come back with uh, with a report. Maybe I'll have that for lunch today. It's a good idea. Sounds good. Yeah. But I also worry, you know, any aftershocks, after effects. <laughs> well, we all know how my metabolism works, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, uh, when we were down at SEC Media Days, Drew was like, I've just got, I've got so many things I want to ask Scoots. Like, so Metabolism. <laughs> <laughs> Not one of my finer moments. Uh, I think it's your best moment, if I do say so myself. Uh, Thorns, great place. Stop in today. Text in the Thorns text on 502-414-1450 is the number. I'm definitely going to be hitting up the Thorns text on en route to Old Lexington on Friday. Be an early morning for UK Football Media Day. Because it's like, it doesn't start till 10, so... Mm. Do you want to be there at 7 a.m. to do the show? Not really. Like, it's kind of a, we're kind of a no man's land. You could just roll the dice, leave the show 15 minutes early, and just get there right at 10. Then I might miss the white pastries. (laughs) (laughs) You all should have seen the look on his face when he, it was like the home alone. (sighs) There is part of me that, like, I enjoy being there early just to kind of see all the media folk because not only is it the people you work with that you, kind of see and powwow with on a regular basis, but um, it's also a who's who of randoms. Now, this is their one time a year they show up and ask Mark Stoops a question. So I always enjoy that. It's a fun time. It's a fun time. Football's back. It felt. We did a, a show at Media Day a time or two. We did. Maybe, uh, maybe a time. I think Vince was on once. Uh, a couple of people. Why haven't uh, we ever gone back? I think it's just the timing of it. I think mm-hmm. it's. Um, We're not. I mean, it's not really media a, day at seven a.m. for them. Right. Media day starts for UK at ten. Well, when we did the show eight to ten. Oh yeah. I think that was part of it. It's like, oh well, they just do the interview before they start doing Good point. The interviews. Um, Back in the old Brett Dawson Cats Illustrated days, we'd do a podcast on the field after media day. There, it was always one of our bigger downloaded podcasts. Yeah, that, that that's fun. We'll probably <laughs> then one say year it. they were cutting the grass back. It was like the last year that they had actual grass, and we were doing the podcast, and they just. I, they they had to be intentionally just cutting right next to our microphone. It can also be the hottest day. And, mm-hmm. and that, that's yeah. not, that can be brutal. Um, 
But it 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 did not feel brutal this morning. Waking up, oh there gosh. was some dew on the grass, and you're like, oh, oh. I went it. outside and it felt amazing. I was like, it's got to be fifty in the fifties. It was sixty one. I don't know. I felt like my watch may have been wrong, but it felt. <laughs> Awesome outside. It's I have very similar feelings uh, in April when it starts to warm up in the mornings and you're like, ooh, feels like I'm on the backside of the track. A little derby season. Oh, yeah. Same thing with football where it's just been miserably hot even in the mornings. Mm-hmm. And even if it's not miserable, but like you know it's going to be a hot, sticky day. This morning I woke up, it's like, ooh, it's going to be nice. <laughs> yeah, I heard I missed a pretty brutal week last week. Oh, gosh, it was so hot. Uh, going on a little nightly, I've been trying to incorporate the nightly jogs, and I ran an extra mile last night because I was like, this feels amazing. I'm not just covered in my own sweat. Yeah. Like, it, it, just, it, was, it, was, it was a steamy one, Scoots. You would have, if you thought it was warm yesterday on the golf course. Oh no! It was not warm on the yesterday on the golf. I mean, it was warm, but it was perfect. No, it was nice, nice breeze. It was nice yesterday. Yeah. It's going to be nice again today. All yeah, week, I thought it's not going to get too terribly hot. Although I think storms are coming in later in the week. I thought I saw a day last week when I was gone that it was like a the feel like was 110. I was like, woof. Yeah, yeah. Big sounds, Thursday it was. Sounds about right. Not it, great, Bob. It, it was pretty toasty. Speaking of golf, we'd love to see you at the Big X Scramble. It is a month from today at Elk Run Golf Club. It's a fun course. It's a pretty course. It's a different holes. It's not like, you know, I've played, seems like I play a lot of courses where it's just like straight par five, straight par four, <laughs> slight bend par four, but it's very, very slight. This one's fun. It brings in different stuff to different sort of holes. It's a really fun scramble course because you can get low and we hope that you will. Well, not lower than us, of course. Right, but, right. Because we're going to be the enough. champions. And that is at Elk Run, September 1st. We'll be doing the show out there. Email BigXScramble at Yahoo.com. If you want to lock in your spot today, you pay at the course. It's going to be $160 per team, so $40 per player for 18 holes. That is a, a pretty good scramble price right there. So Big X Scramble at Yahoo.com. It's at Elk Run Golf Club, Jeffersonville, Indiana. Shotgun start how, right after we get off the air. How are we? Are we close to filling up? Uh, well, we don't really have like a fill up number. But, th- that's but we're I'm... already we're like you're gonna have multiple shotgun start. You're gonna have multiple teams on multiple tees. Okay, that's what I was gonna say. Like I didn't know. I mean, because don't eventually we have to say like, hey, not everybody can. We're out yeah. of room. I mean, you could theor. I, I I don't think Elkron is trying to cap it, uh, but. I think we could get up to probably like thirty six foursomes, and we're not we're not going to probably get to thirty six okay. foursomes. So we don't. I don't think we need to pressure people into like locking in your spot. But we'd love to have you out there. Yeah, yeah I mean, you may yeah. as well if you think you're going to play. Go ahead and get it in. We will probably need like two weeks before, or at least a week before. It's probably going to be when the cutoff is, just because they got to get got to get stuff ready on their end. We got to send them the list, and we hope that you're part of the list. It's going to be a fun day for Big X Sports Radio. A month from today. We talked about the Croatian sensation's commitment that you may have missed, but he commits. He will be playing for Kentucky this upcoming season. Is there going to be any eligibility concerns? So far, it doesn't seem like anybody, at least anybody nationally, is really saying, watch out for this. Yeah, what's the deal with that? Why does he keep getting compared to Enos Cantor? Well, he's not, he's, he's not really. I mean, if anybody's doing it, it's probably me. But they're just because it's another international foreign big that kind of seemingly popped up out of nowhere and he's a professional uh he i'm i am 
Definitely did read. I mean, I'm I'm all over the place today, but I definitely did read an article that he had like a seven hundred fifty thousand hundred thousand dollar buyout. Hmm. Yeah, not really sure how all that works, but nil nil name, image, and likeness. That'll get you around those rules for his professional club. But again, you know, with this stuff, it just seems like the the news is all over the place. So I, I don't know if it's. Well, and in regards to nil, Oscar couldn't get nil. So how's this guy going to be able to get nil? Oscar could get nil. Well, he's overseas. They found a loophole, right? So they can find another one. Damn, it's a good question. To scooch this, that's a fair question too. Like, will you know what kind of visa will he be on over here? Will it be a student visa? Was that what Oscar was on, and he couldn't make money while on a student visa? These are all things, Scoots, that I, I don't pretend to know the answers to. Maybe we could reach out to somebody and find out. But I don't even know who you – like, you could – I could reach out to some of the, the few people that I know at UK nowadays, but I bet they don't even know. I bet, I bet they're not probably totally flourished in nil laws and international student visas and that sort of stuff. So I've got no idea. Good question, though. It's, a, it's wild how it all happened. I mean, when I was here last Tuesday – we had no inkling about this guy. I mean, we he wasn't on the radar. We didn't touch on him at all. And then just a week later, now he's committed. Just all seems pretty Yeah, and the weird. funny thing is, like, when it even leaked, Scoots, that UK, I think Chuck Martin went overseas and started watching some international guys, and people were like, oh, okay, this is interesting. It, it didn't even get narrowed down to him. There was, like, three bigs that it could be. And there was like a Spanish big, there was him, and I think there was maybe one more. And for like a brief moment, there were UK fans being like, well, I, I like the Spaniard. I think he's got a better frame. Or some people had the Croatian. I like He can shoot the ball. He'd be good to stretch out. So not only was this out of the blue for everybody, it almost turned into like a mystery international big game. And this is this is our prize. This is who they landed this on. This is yeah. who they landed on. I do love, though, that the um... – like you mentioned Enos Canner, I think more so for the eligibility reasons, but I love that nobody is going to compare him to like Hugo or any of the other quote unquote international guys just because he's Eastern European. So like we're going to, I mean, is he like any of the Canadians we've recruited, right? Like they're technically all international, but just the, you, you feel a little bit different about it because he played in the Euro basketball league. Yeah. And I, uh, another thing is he's 20 years old. So when you get these freshmen coming in at 17 sometimes or 18, uh, he's going to be 21 by the time the season ends. That's, and he's played against grown men, as you mentioned. So um, he is at seven foot two. He's spread out pretty well. He is thin. I do think he will get pushed around by some people in college basketball, but he's, Played against grown men before. He's got an idea of what that's gonna, what that's going to look like. And most recent numbers were U twenty, which again that level isn't grown men, but he had good numbers. He had good numbers that if a UK guy was playing elsewhere in a U twenty tournament and they average eleven six and three, we'd all be pretty excited about that. So he'll come in, keep the expectations in check, but it is a nice depth piece, as Roush said. It raises. The floor, in our opinion, um, and let's just hope you get Bradshaw back. And between one or two of these bigs, you're going to have to be able to find a combination that works at a minimum. The seven foot two guy, he's going to be able to block some shots. So we're excited about all that. Do we, we have, have a nickname for him yet? Croatian sensation. No, I mean like something easier, something shorter. No, we just learned about him a week ago. We need to make one. 
right, well, you come up with them. Maybe because Roush, you say his name really well, but I, it's we can't take that much my time buddy, every time. My buddy, buddy on Twitter is trying to. He's saying Zon, Zon, just the first three, the first four Z Z Z V O N Vaughn Zon. Let's call him Vaughn. The Z's got to be I'm silent. just going to go with the Croatian Vaughn. sensation. Easiest or, for me. Or uh, maybe our texters have some suggestions. 502-414-1450. On the Thornton Stex line? Yeah. Possibly. I've got some suggestions for United States women's soccer. Get it together. No kidding. Wake the hell up. So they should be eliminated, but they aren't? Nope. They're in. I mean, they, but like they probably should have. They were so bad, they probably should be eliminated. Yeah, so I woke up. I don't know. I was like, oh. Oh, the the women are playing. I need to see what. I was hoping so badly that they were up like two to nothing, three to nothing, and then I could just turn it off and try to fall back asleep. They were not. It was zero zero. I think it was like the seventy fifth minute, maybe when I was watching somewhere in that ballpark. And if they lost, they're out. If Portugal beat them, they were out. A tie was fine. A win was obviously was good too. That that would work. That could get you at the top of the table as well. Yet Portugal have a clear on shot at goal. Well, I shouldn't say clear on shot at goal, but a one on one shot, and it hit off the post. And if that goes in, and that was in like the 88th minute, 89th minute, maybe the 90th, if that goes in, Portugal advances and the United States loses. They end up tying 0 0, neither team able to find the back of the net. So based on the tie, the United States will advance. But as the runner up in the group and a much tougher draw, they may have the number three team in the world, and well, they may have, they're going to have. They're going to be playing Sweden, who beat them last time they played 3 0 back in 2021. Get ready so you for get a lot Sweden, of who's number three in FIFA in the first round. If you win that, you get Japan or Norway, who are number 11 or number 12 in the FIFA rankings. And then if you win that, you get Spain or a rematch with Netherlands who are number six and number nine. And that's just to get to the championship. So it's an incredibly difficult road. If they play the way that they've been playing, it ain't going to happen for them. They're not going to beat Sweden. And if they, they need to play significantly better or else they're probably going to find themselves at least in PKs with one of the in these one of these next three matches. And PKs are just a coin flip usually between good teams. But it's a really, really tough road. I don't know if they've got the chops. They've got the talent. There's no doubt about that. But they just have not looked cohesive whatsoever in any stretch. Even that, in the three the nothing to, win against Vietnam, it looked a little choppy. That, that's the best way to put it. Just like they're, it's very clunky. It just hasn't clicked. Yeah, man, not, and it doesn't really even look. You close think that's because their the, midfield has been terrible? You think because they have so many new players on this year's team, whereas in years past it's been a group of ladies that have been together for years and years, and now they've got. All these wrinkles thrown in with a new set of players. It's kind of a transition. You still got a few old. Right. right. Yeah, but I mean, Rapino hardly plays anymore. They brought her in. They brought her in this morning. And from what I read, she didn't do anything. She did okay. She she had a chance on a really cool goal, or a really what could have been a really cool goal, but she she did not capitalize on it. It would have been difficult. Um, yeah, you're right. Like Alec, you know, the, these people are not as young, but they're still. Do you play them? Do you not play them? You're transitioning some people in. Um, it shows. It doesn't oh. look. It doesn't look like a great team. I hope they figure it out. The goalkeeper for somebody that's had two clean sheets, I've just not been impressed with her mm-hmm. whatsoever. That goal that 
Portugal nearly had that hit off the post. I mean, we're talking about just a matter of inches, and it goes in. It, it she dove the right way to like you know the narrow side of the post, and still the ball somehow got by her. It was just like you did everything right, and you still let the ball get by you. Uh, I, she's going to cost. When they lose, it'll probably be because of goalkeeping. I uh, I love that Carly Lloyd is in the booth for Fox. Uh huh. Not in the booth, but she's at the commentating table, and she's just ripping them. <laughs> uh, her quote afterwards when they were celebrating, uh, to be dancing, to be smiling, the player of the match was that post. <laughs> <laughs> it was. And, it and was. the thing is, though, is like oh. no, nobody has more respect than – I mean, she had a freaking hat trick in like the first 20 minutes of the last World Cup final. Like, yeah, just She can kind of say – Whatever the hell she wants, and I hope they're listening. I hope I hope they get it all figured out. I hope you know if you beat Sweden, then that's kind of the momentum you need to to get this run going. But right now they're they're kind of they're flailing a little bit. But they advance. And you get time to figure it out. They play August fifth, I think. What day is is that? The Saturday. Saturday. Mm-hmm. I think five a.m. Oh, is the time. Come on. I mean, Scoots, that's how this works. They're playing in Australia and New Zealand. How come their first two games were at night then? And they now, now all of a sudden we got to play at 3 a.m. and 5 a.m.? Well, because they were appeasing the, the U.S. television audience, but they're. Okay, continue Australia to New appease Zealand, us. They want to sell tickets. They, don't, they aren't going to sell tickets for 6 a.m. games. Mm-mm. 6 a.m. matches. Excuse By me. the way, speaking of Australia, went to a uh, petting or not really a petting zoo, it was like a wildlife center. But it was the one of the most interactive wildlife centers I've ever been to. They had almost every animal imaginable. Got to go into the kangaroo enclosure and pet a kangaroo. Wow! It didn't, it didn't punch you. It was freaking awesome. Cool. They were there. I cannot imagine a kangaroo being softer than it was. I was hoping Justin was going to mention he went to Orange Human Farm Art Show <laughs> from Parks and Rec. That would be much more. Where the animals pet you. Yep. yep. <laughs> uh, I have a friend who's in Melbourne. He went to an Aussie football game, and the Crowd, it looked, I mean, there was 80,000 people there. It that's looked awesome. Cool. Yeah. Uh, they, they were playing New Zealand. They were doing the haka before, oh. and which that's just. Love yep. a good haka. Yeah. I was hoping Ty Winyard would teach that to the team before he, <laughs> before his bodyguard got him kicked out of, out of school. Seriously, of all people that would get a bodyguard. That yeah, kinda... He needed it. He needed it. Also, uh, kind of cool, speaking of attendance in Australia and New Zealand, more pe- most, most people ever at a soccer match in New Zealand history at the United States women's team this morning. Huh. Men's, women, New Zealand, international, doesn't matter. They had, I think, just shy of 43 or 44,000 wow. people, and that was the most that's ever watched a soccer match in New Zealand history. So that is kind of cool and goes back to Roush's point of, like, selling tickets, also important with this whole thing. There's hour number one. We're getting to the Thornton's text line in hour number two. There's going to be some silliness to be had there. We've talked the main sports stories of really the last what six hours uh the pretty slow monday all things considered and then boom middle of the night tuesday morning things get hot and heavy we've got a whole nother hour of it this is krc on big xbox radio tj walker nick roush justin Over?
Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Tuesday morning. We appreciate you spending it with us. You'll appreciate going to ShadyRays.com and buying some polarized sunglasses. They have a really cool website. Highly recommend Kentucky Roll Call listeners. Check it out. They've got free shipping. They've got free returns. They've got sunglasses for men. They've got sunglasses for women. For kids, they've got prescription. They've got golf sunglasses, which they are just, they know what they're doing to me there. I've been targeted. But I love it, though, because it's all great stuff. We're going to have plenty of Shady Ray sunglasses at the Big X Sports Radio Golf Scramble. Those Green Wolf Golf ones, they're awesome. Yeah, they're really nice. Have you have we talked about the standalone yet? The brick and mortar coming to Louisville? Yes. Okay. That's pretty cool. I think we mentioned it. But yeah, they're gonna get I think they already have a store out by the by the shops while where you were playing golf yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is the first one in Louisville already. But yes, they're but doing, they're doing a grand opening, I think, Saturday. Nice. First hundred people get free mystery pairs. Ooh. Might might have to ride on out there. Roush, what are tangle free sunglasses? Guess they won't get tangled in your hair. I don't really know. I don't Classic have that aviators with tangle-free nose pieces. Yeah, it's yeah. so for people with a lot of nose hair, like n- like well, dogs and wolves. <laughs> basically, uh, the little instead of using that tiny little metallic, like little your traditional nose holder that like your grandmother so and so would have on their glasses back in the day. If you try putting that in your hair, it can get stuck. Mm. They don't use. The very small, intricate, like it's much more of a broader thing, um, so where it doesn't get tangled in your hair. I did a horrific job explaining that. <laughs> but like it's a little plastic piece that juts out and it's connected to a wire. They don't connect it to a wire. Gotcha. It's just one full-fledged kind of wedge so it doesn't get caught in your hair. So they have the patent pending on this. Nice. Great company. We love them. Use promo code BIGX for 25% off. ShadyRays.com. All right, Scoots. You've got some questions. We've got some answers, buddy. Let them rip. Um, do I? I don't remember questions. I'm good. <laughs> what do you think you K-fans should make of of this Croatian big? Uh, I think that it's pretty awesome that there's now front court depth. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, you're you you all touched on the injuries. I mean, you kind of you like to think Bradshaw and Gunner are going to come back healthy and be able to join this team at some point, but. Just in case they're not, you've got this guy in the fold now. And then, of course, Trey Mitchell as well. I mean, that was the first thing I thought of when I saw this was, well, is there something deeper involved with Bradshaw and Uganda that's not being let out there? You know? So I, I kind of – my first thought was worry for those two guys that one of them wouldn't be able to go. Oh, we've got the Kentucky Calipari wink tweet. I know, and they put AD in the background. Has he always been there, though? No, they put the player that they like compare the commitment to. AD, come on. That that's that that's wild. Scoots. That's that's too much. They always go like over the top. So, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. they're, they're not going to like gonna they're not going to show Eli, they're not going to show Eli Eloy Vargas yeah. in the background sitting on the bench <laughs> well, or something yeah, like that. Well, yeah, if it's a wing, they use but, Devin Booker. Yeah, you'll you get know. like if it's a shooting wing, Roush is right, they'll get Devin Booker. If it's what like an it? athletic shooting wing, they'll use Malik Monk. It's always like the your dream. It's always your ceiling. So for them to use Anthony Davis, 
Reed Shepard, uh, John, John Hood. <laughs> Uh, Jeff. <laughs> I think they used Jeff. I mean, I wonder, yeah, I don't know. I think know. they used Jeff. Um. Do you know that the UK player, so, oh, we got to talk about this. I wrote, I'd written this down. Oh, Roush, if you had something, you can, you can add it to the fold. I'm going to switch gears here. No, I, I just, uh, Giovanni, I haven't read it yet, but he basically has a story about how college basketball is much more attractive destination for international players like Ivicic because of nil. Uh. Good. You know he's he's. So I guess the buyout's not of concern for anybody. But he's uh, getting ready to turn twenty. He's already withdrawn from the draft twice. So this is a way that hey, I can get. It's it's another. It's college basketball is now a more attractive developmental path for some of these international bigs. Whatever overall point. Whatever happened to the rule where if you played professionally you couldn't play college? Did that go away? I I don't I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of gone away. It. Like that was then a scanter thing. Was he was a professional? Yeah. He's made too much money. He's not an amateur. He can't. He can't do that. I think they've done. I think there's. I think they've changed the rule. But you know, sadly, off the top of my head, I can't tell you exactly what it is. I think they've changed the rule that international people, you're not automatically eliminated because you are quote unquote a professional where you were playing. I don't know if it's something like you have to. I don't think. I don't know if you have to pay the money back anymore. Uh, I won't pretend to know necessarily all the details on it, but yes, it's changed. Things have changed with all this. Time it's a different NCAA, and it goes change. back to Giovanni's article that, like, you know, you're going to probably start seeing more and more international players be options for college basketball teams. Hmm. Love to see it. Love to see I, it. It's I, already I would, happened at uh, other schools as well. I would love like truth serum, like UK. Was this guy? How long has this guy been on your radar? Like where you look at uh, looking at him before the injuries to the bigs. Well, and I wonder you, too, Chuck Martin, Oregon guy. They maybe Oregon had Pacific the inside. Northwest. Yeah. yeah, like did he have his? Like, does he have his eye on international talent? And then when the time comes and he's balling out at this U twenty tournament, because that's where he became much more well known. And I believe that's where Martin was actually watching him in person. Was at that U twenty tournament, and it validated his initial beliefs. On yeah, you're getting also to see which time. UK media members wake up based on what they're just reacting to the to the news. That's always fun on social media too. <laughs> it's always a good time. Always a good time. Uh, all right, I, for, I I even forgot which different angle I was going to take. Should, uh, shouldn't have let Roush go. It's a it's a risk that happens from time to time. Oh, okay. No, I I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. So, do you all know that like UK players played in that homies kickball tournament? Yeah. Over the weekend, I heard that you knew yeah. that. Uh, that's what I heard. But uh, and that it was basically a tweet that I didn't understand from Sweeney. Oh. Sweeney was like, "It's because they gotta hang out with their boy Jack Harlow," or I don't know. I was very confused. Yeah. But. So every year, I don't know if this is like the second or third year that they've been doing it. Jack Harlow does a kickball tournament, and they do it at U of L's baseball stadium, Jim Patterson, and it's the Homies Kickball Tournament. And I think last year they had a Louisville City team. A U of L, a UK team, and then you had the homies team, which was Jack Harlow's. I think this year you had the homies team, you had a celebrity team, you had U of L and UK. And Big Exports Radio's own Mike Rutherford is one of the referees, mm-hmm. which is cool. That's a, a neat thing for him. Umpire. Correct. Well, I guess for kickball, umpire. Or is it a referee? Umpire. Kickball. That could be either one. No way to know for sure. 
Uh, he's an ump or whatever you want to call it. It's cool. He likes it. Last year they did it on a weekday. They had a better crowd. This year they did it at like 2 p.m. on a Saturday on one of the hottest days of the year. Yeah. And I don't think uh, it was an amazing crowd. But maybe it would have been a better crowd, Roush, if UK would have told anybody at all that they, like they were doing this. They didn't promote it at all. Didn't promote didn't, it at all. I didn't all. know that that was even happening until it was happening. I didn't think it could get worse than their autograph promotion until their homies for kickball tournament promotion, which was non-existent. Was like a, autograph was like two days. They on a Wednesday yeah. that they were going out on a Thursday or Friday. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I didn't get any promotion at all for the homies saying, the other thing I wanted, why didn't we... JJ, let's tweet about let's do some social media about you giving a hundred bicycle away. So uh, bicycles away at Airquois Park. What, I what over is there. going on? It's freaking awesome! Like you just gave away a hundred bikes to kids at Airquois Park. Freaking rules! Now maybe in that incident they like wanted it. Like maybe he was like, you know, I don't want this to look like I'm doing it for the cameras. Well, and you also want to give them out and not just have people lining up to just like get Good point. them. You know, like it, it was. Point. It took two hours, so I, I kind of get that a little bit more. So. But yeah, the homies thing, I had no idea that any of those guys were playing. And you know what it is that what it goes back to though, TJ? Who's who's the La Familia Club Nil guy? Who's the, who's their representative? I don't know. Who is it? I don't know. They need to be doing more PR though. The fifteen well, I, club, I, when I, they when well, they have stuff, they like their their guy lets me know. He'll send me a text, hey, we got this going on. Can you put it out there? The whoever's doing that for Cal. Because that, I'm almost, I mean, that's how they got in this homies thing, right? That's how they're getting paid for it. So I don't know if it's Jay Wagner, Joey Wagner. I don't know. I don't know who it is, but they got to, they got to let the media know. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's, it's kind of bad. Like the autograph stuff, people all over Louisville and all the other spots around Kentucky, they would have loved to come out and see it. But most UK fans I knew had weekend on Fridays and they Saturdays. had no idea. Yeah. They had no idea. And the ones that did know, you're right. Like already had stuff going on. Cause you, you put it in advance two days, three days. It was not the most well done thing there. Uh, Mike Rutherford whined and complained that the UK players whined and complained too How's much. Skinner asked that. He's like, I, I know it's rivalry, but the UK players whined about everything. And then he goes on to tell a story about how he was just cheating to rig it for U of L and other teams, and the UK players had the audacity to like say something to him about it. UK players still won the championship. He did though. say he liked Reed Shepard. He said Reed was cool. Did he say Reed was cool? Yeah, he said Reed was like one of the more chill ones. He was really going off on Justin Edwards. He hated like, Justin Edwards. He hates Justin Edwards with all his heart. Oh, well, can't wait until he drops 30 on the cards' faces. But, oh, you mean a bunch of Kentucky players were upset that they had to go play in a kickball tournament in 98-degree heat? Well, the way, like, you know, I wasn't there, and I, I'm sure Mike is putting on a little bit for radio, right, but I'm right, also right. sure that he's being somewhat serious be about bombastic. it. But, like, if you're going to, if you are going to make calls go against the other team you have to imagine the other team's probably going to like say stuff they're gonna push back you're yeah the, you're the, yeah he was like well they were winning they were Dude, gonna win it wasn't a thing it's like would, they're 18 year olds i would you know? be busting up the refs the whole time mm-hmm. um and in like a friend friendly way friend fun friendly way i don't think they know necessarily how to do that because they haven't they're used to being ultra competitive at all times not like the ref rigging the game against them i mean John Higgins wasn't calling the game, so they haven't had that experience before. But you know what I mean. They're not used to just some good old fat. They're used to being competitive at all times. So, uh, Rutherford, uh, you can take out your suck it and suck it. 
Wasn't it like four to nothing? Wasn't it a pretty boring game? Is that what I heard? Yeah, he was like, you were up four to nothing. There was no chance. But like, I feel like most kickball league or scores like I see are like twenty-one to, to nineteen, yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. This must have been defense issues. Joe, Joey Chestnut looked so hot. That was one of the celebrities, Joey freaking Chestnut. He that was, was here? really cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Although Mike Rutherford said he was really weird. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. A guy who can eat seventy-two hot dogs in five minutes has got to be a little weird. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's... it's taking down a lot of a lot of wieners. I mean, but he looked very hot and uncomfortable. What would you all get the closest to Joey Chestnut needing? Uh, Mike went in on Trevor yesterday because Trevor was like, I could beat him in eating soft tacos. And no, Mike was just like, no, you couldn't. Just shut up about the soft tacos, Trevor. You can't beat him in anything. He's a professional eater. You Trevor can't pull also bowl. is like very well known for not eating much, for being a big guy. He like, was like, put uh, soft tacos I can crush because I can eat them in one bite. I was like, Trevor, you'd have three of them and then throw up or <laughs> need a cig or something. I, I I don't I don't. Mike know. finally pushed back aggressively. I like seeing it. Ten I, minutes. I could not eat a full pack of hot dogs, but I bet I could in about twenty. I don't know. I'm pretty. I I I'm pretty 10. competitive guy. I've got a pretty big stomach. I feel like Scoots. You put something in front of me, and you want me to eat it in a certain amount of time. I'm going to give it my all, buddy. All right. Yeah. I do think that there is like, even though part of the thing is to dip the dogs and everything, I, I feel like I would want at least a little bit of condom in any sort of eating competition. <laughs> I want a condiment just to change up the flavor. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, this would be a good question that would have asked Joey Chestnut. Would be maybe like watered flavored ketchup. So when you dip the bun, you know how you want the bun to be. Oh, that's where you kind of get the ketchup yeah, flavor. There you good go. Idea. I'm there, I'm I, uh, something. I asked this question to a coworker a few weeks ago, and her answer was, she goes, I don't know, pixie sticks? Oh, my heaven. <laughs> Jesus. It's she not a snorting pour, contest. Pour a bunch of sugar in her mouth. Snorting contest. <laughs> mm. uh, also on the celebrity team were St. X and St. Raphael fame, TikTok stars of the McFarland family. Yeah, don't. don't. You don't know the McFarland family? Don't, don't. They've got millions and millions of followers on TikTok. Yeah, I just don't. They're America's favorite family. I don't. I don't. It's TikTok, so I don't know. Rutherford said the celebrity team didn't do very well. <laughs> and that the homies team it also was usually not very good. All right, next year, maybe don't do that at 2 p.m. on a Saturday. And UK, if you have a team for the third straight year, I don't know, possibly, just maybe, promote it. I had a buddy who said that he had to run to the Kroger, he had to run to Kroger to get some diapers and Boom, when you know it, he ran into maybe the number one pick in the draft right there with the zero line at his local Kroger in Lexington. It's <laughs> crazy. He sent me a picture of it. There's one who is on the in there. I think maybe Jordan Burks or no, Trey Mitchell's signing one thing and all the other guys are just on their phone. UK, what are you doing? No, but that, that's, not U, ru- that's not UK though. That's like Nil. They can't. They can't promote it. So UK cannot. Promote no. If it's nil related, UK can't do anything. Now they could like, hey, send a text to a media person say, hey, this is happening, but they can't formally. Gotcha. Do it. So well, they should do that. that. I mean, the they, they, they should do that. But okay, good point. But 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 at the same time though, that could be since it's tornado relief, that could be UK related because they were on BB in a night. Yeah. Doing it. So yeah. But it, that felt like that was put together last minute. No, it, I mean, it, it came was on. very much. Yeah. Well, they. I did uh, enjoy that somebody signed someone's truck, which sh- should have put Calipari on. If you KRC again, why would you? Would you send someone's truck? What? Out on like, that. Like, won't that rub off? 
Yeah, out on that. Doesn't sound good to me at all. Well, do something sensible. Lick a truck. Yeah, exactly. Come on. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. We're going to start reading it. Let's see here. Ooh, I went way back. First text says, topic for the KRC boys. I think we finished the text yesterday. Yeah, we did. If you had to name a head coach in waiting, would it be Liam or Brad White? I'm in on Brad White personally, but I'll shut up and listen. Neither. We don't name head coach in waiting. Um, after the Joker experience, I'm out on that. It's also, you, you that practice went away after two years because once you do that, uh, they have to recruit like a head coach, which limits their visits to, like in-home visits. They have, they can do less. They can't do as much in person as a head coach. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'd lean Brad too, just for experience purposes. And I mean, he just kind of sounds like a head coach, but I don't know. I mean, Liam Cohen's been a play caller for one year in like the last eight. So like, yeah, people like offense. It's true, but I, I'd take John Summerall. We kind of got to let the cake bake a little bit, though. This season's going to be a big one for Liam Cohen. Let's let's see how he delivers. See how he delivers. Between those two options, though, I'd go Brad White. I, I've just got such a they, – they've convinced me, and I can't be convinced otherwise, that, like, you win in the trenches. And I know Brad White would prioritize that and make sure – not that I'm saying Liam wouldn't, but, like, you just trust the defensive guy to know what it means to be – nasty and physical up front where it all starts there. And then if you're doing that on the defensive end, well, you know that your offensive line needs to be able to meet the challenge in practice. So if you can solidify those two sides of the ball, I just think a defensive guy is going to prioritize that more than Cohen. Well, It feels like that it's a higher four, lower risk pick going on Brad White. I think that's safe to say, yeah. 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 But I do love me some Liam Cohen, and I can't wait to see what the, the team looks like this year. And we're just uh, a month and a day away from the Cats hitting the gridiron. One texter says, I would imagine that Ivicic is solidly committed. We're just waiting to cross all the D- T's and dot the I's before it's officially announced. Oh, wait would, no more, texter. I would imagine, texter, you were probably exactly right about that. You had all the initial hoopla before the week, probably just had to finish out some paperwork, maybe even wait for like Monday to roll around to, you don't want to work uh, on the weekends. August you know? 1? I don't know. Maybe it had to get to August. Maybe that could be it too, but... Maybe uh, you were right, Texter. You sniffed that one out pretty well. Well done. A Texter says, oh, wow, Roush chose football over basketball in a hypothetical. I can't believe it. And they say they're just kidding and that they agree. But <laughs> who who doesn't love a good narrative? Who amongst us doesn't love one of those? Also, uh, love this text in the Thornton's text on. Vacation in Wisconsin is the most Midwestern man of German, German heritage thing you can do. <laughs> It really is. So we were talking about you yesterday. So you're not a German woman soccer team fan, or are you? No, just the men. Okay. I do follow the women. Uh, like I've like I've checked in on all their scores and whatnot on but, social media. Uh, yeah, or yeah. And I, I, my grandpa still cheers for the women. So me and him have had a couple discussions about them, and he was real happy when they won six nothing. So. Was he happy when they lost in the ninety seventh minute? I haven't talked to him about that yet. Yeah, that was what. Was their second loss ever in a group stage, I think, in the World Cup for the Germany women? Pretty impressive. What do we got next? <laughs> hey there. I sent this in on Friday. I was wondering if we could get Roush's perspective on it. Um, oh, this is about the SEC restructuring the contract. Um, says ESPN's been laying off people. Um, Trevor was correct. Laying off people has nothing to do with – like I, I just think those two aren't related. Those are – 
I feel like the salary pool is similar. Um, it's just they're they're paying people more money, the big wigs, and so they're cutting off middlemen. Uh, the ESPN stuff I'm more fascinated about watching. Have you seen they're trying to get people to invest in them to do like a standalone? So like I did not see that. They're kind of uh, the thing I saw was that Apple would make the most sense putting like four or five billion to where ESPN could go direct to consumer. All of this to say, none of that has nothing to do with it. Part of the reason why all of the SEC agreed to put off the eight-game schedule, they're using, or hold off on the nine-game schedule, they're using that as a chip to renegotiate. Because they want to say like, hey, ESPN, we'll give you nine games, but you got to give us more money. So that's the whole point. They're, They're going to eventually restructure that deal. And I don't think they'll go to nine games until that deal is restructured. So it probably be like two years from now, and I think at least from the layoff perspective, just from a PR per angle, it's probably wise to wait to do the restructuring of that deal until you you know you get them all under your roof next year. So uh, yes, I think the goal is to ultimately restructure that contract, um, but it's just a matter of time. And then who also whenever that time comes, what will the the conference alignment landscape look like at that moment because it's ever-changing and yet a bunch of media members yesterday roush all do like eyeball stuff and it seems like uh every major platform had to have their article about writing what's next i read as many of them as i could roush turns out people don't know no really like no expert the pete thamel had an article i think ross dellinger had an article and it seems like at the moment nobody really has a clue not even like a a sniff i think some people think that arizona may may go but then i read another article that said that arizona arizona state and utah are gonna stand strong together we also got eyeball emojis from brett mcmurphy so what does that mean exactly they're having an arizona board of regents meeting today you're having a pac-12 meeting today too by the way you're having all the presidents meet with the pac-12 to they they think they have a tv deal that they want them to see so the board of regents um in arizona too they oversee arizona and arizona state it's one of those kind of structures where they're kind of all under the same umbrella kind of like the cal system um but uh yeah the uh If that is if, if that's true, TJ too about the TV deal. I mean, the fact that the Pac-12 hasn't gotten like they they have it's almost an emergency. Like you have to get something done. But I the thought thing they is, were like, dead. Are you, if you settle for something, then the rest of everybody's. If you settle for something that's bad, the teams are just going to leave. Well, but the problem was though is they it's only going to get worse. And um, Andy Staples was sharing that the Pac-12 went into negotiations. Like you always ask for more, but they were asking for Big Ten money. When it's like you're not the Big Ten. Yeah, you're idiotic. So, like, people kind of laughed them off until they could find a potential partner. So, the, the quicker they do that, the better it is to salvage it. And Colorado was – they didn't want to wait. They didn't want to wait to hear what they had to say. They felt like the big the Pac-12 was stringing them along about, like, we're going to have a deal. just needs to be right. we got to get it in place. Be patient. Be patient. And Colorado said, no, I don't trust you all. We're, we're out. So – some experts think that like Arizona State, Arizona, and Utah kind of control the Pac-12's fate. If they decide to leave, then the conference is just done at that point. Uh, some are saying keep an eye out on Oregon and Washington. They're wild cards, but it doesn't look like the Big Ten's looking to add them. 
But do they just look for more stable ground and say, hey, Big 12, will, will you take us? In which case, the Big 12 would undoubtedly say yes to both those teams in an absolute heartbeat. So Big 12 in a real nice power position. And if you just remember two years ago when Texas and Oklahoma left and it looked like other teams could be on the move, going elsewhere, is Kansas going to go to the Big 10, which was always so silly to me, but that got rumored. The Big 12 reached out to the Pac-12 and said, Alliance, this time we mean it. No, but they did. They were like, let's merge. They said, let's merge conferences. They even flew out to California and said, let's merge conferences and make this official. You'll have the Pac-12, we'll have the Big 12, but there's going to be scheduling intermingled, and then we'll have like a one championship game between the two conferences. And the Pac-12 said, kick rocks. Well, how the turntables, as the late, great Michael Scott oh, once said. There was also uh, the Pac-12 turned down Texas and Oklahoma back in 2011. There was like an ESPN column about oh, how the Pac-12 was happy that they they felt good turning turning them away. Are you all surprised that we haven't? Actually, I do think. Are you all surprised we haven't gotten a new conference yet, or there hasn't been talk about forming a new conference with all these people that kind of are seemingly without homes? Who's without a home? I mean, there's not really anybody per se, but there's just been so much movement and so much schools going to different conferences. I'm surprised we just haven't had one. New conference created no. for all the... How quickly you forget about the Coastal Athletic Association. Well, they just changed their name, didn't they? they new conference. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, but that's kind of what the Big 12 is doing. Didn't, they're they're uh, like the misfits. Didn't somebody make a new conference? Pretty sure they did. Or they got a, like... Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. Like, what was it called? The what? <laughs> there's... there's <laughs> The American? <laughs> no, there, there was. We talked about it on that. I brought it up on the show. Um, like a bunch of the smaller schools, I thought they'd made oh, their... Oh, there, there was a WAC something alliance. There was yeah. like a WAC and ASUN. Yeah, WAC ASUN alliance. That's what it was. Yeah. And they, they came up with a Cause, logo. Because they were in like... Um, they call it the, the WAC Sun? Yeah, and it was one of those things where part of the conference was FCS and football. It's or the maybe United the, Athletic Conference. Yeah, it was like... Uh, Part, like football was a lower level than the rest of the sports. I think the rest of the sports were Division One, and then football was D two oh or my FCS gosh. or something like that. Dan Wolken wrote an article. I cannot believe that guy is still in sports, but he wrote an article saying how Congress should address the the college sports crisis. Oh, Congress is going to stop conference realignment from happening. He was like, they're focusing on all the wrong things. I thought for sure the article was going to say that you know college football was too unsafe to play, climate change was going to stop the sport from ever happening to begin with. Uh, no, but it was equally as dumb. He was saying Congress should mandate teams have to form regional conferences. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> He did say football could be like a one-offer. Like, footballs can travel the country. But for every other sport, it has to be regional. I'm just... Uh, <laughs> I mean, also, this is I couldn't very... believe the dude was still writing, so I was like, I'm going to read this article just for some goofs. And old Dan Wolken did not disappoint. I mean, he's... We, we joke on him for being Mr. Woke, right? But, like, that's the most conservative... That's very contradicting to his normal style. Yeah. A lot of it actually was. He also said, just don't do anything with nil. Like, don't even touch on the nil issue, which I almost maybe agree with him there. But isn't that the whole point of this whole thing? 
to get some like uniformity on yeah, nil. Yeah, it's the whole point. I just don't know what the uniformity on nil would look like. Other anything short of just making them be full time employees, in which case, boom, you're just into like the the federal and state tax system at that point. You know, just like you gotta right, you gotta right. report what you earn and all that sort of deal. We'll see. It's interesting times in college athletics right now, but it seems like all the experts are predicting something's going to happen here Something soon. Something big with the college sports and the beauty of it all, folks. UK fans, we're just sitting, feet kicked up, with that sweet, sweet SEC money. We don't have to worry about any of it. And you have like, when, when's the ACC going to come back and play? It's just a matter of time. One last thing before we head to our last break, though, I will say about all the conference realignment. Everybody is in the law in the grand scheme of things, Roush, just auditioning for the SEC and the Big Ten, though. Like the Big yeah. 12 has done some amazing work since Texas and Oklahoma left. But they're they're only they're only solid until the SEC says they would want another team from the Big 12. And I don't know if that'd be the case. I don't think they'd go to the Big 12 for their next edition. But ACC, Big 12, Pac 12, any other college all throughout America. They just want the SEC to go to 20. They just want the Big Ten to go to 20. That's all this is. And I think the SEC is going to wait till the ACC's demise. I think so, that. too. Yeah. yeah. Sankey likes I think the, they'll be happy with... Sankey likes the continuity, and he really just wants to get into Charlotte, North Carolina. I think that's going to be the case. North Maybe Carolina will be an Florida SEC State. team someday. Who who comes with them, if they if theoretically, if they're going to do the two thing? Florida State's probably the most SEC... Cultural. What will Florida sorta. say about that? They may not be happy about that. Mm, In which case, it. you'll tell Texas A&M, like, right? Yeah, you know, Florida founding member, though. I don't think it matters. I think you could see Virginia be a candidate to join in, and then you just have at that point you're up to 14 states. No, we can't let Lock. Can't let Lock in. Like, Virginia I, Tech. I like Virginia. I do think Virginia Tech would be a much better football fit, obviously. But they've kind of stuck since Beamer left. So That's true. Maybe, maybe not. That's true. And Virginia's great at all sports. They're always like top three in well, the little Capital football. Cup, except for football. <laughs> that's a, that's a big one, about, I've been yeah. told, when it comes to conference realignment conversations. Okay, one final segment Thornton's Text Line coming up next here on Kentucky Roll Call Roll on Big X Sports Roll. Radio. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Coming up, how to turn your unwanted change into folding money. Welcome back. One final segment. Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. I've had busted headphones this entire show, so I've had a tough time kind of hearing scoots and then the rejoin and intro music. We'll get that stuff figured out tomorrow, <laughs> though. Salsaritas always has it figured out. One of their two locations in Louisville, Middletown, it's got a drive through, and then their other location in the heart of St. Matthews. 
Remember Salsaritas for any of your catering needs. Maybe a team get-together. A the, the sports are starting. High school sports are back, Roush. Yeah. And uh, high school is not going to be far behind. Regular school, obviously, here in Indiana is underway, at least in southern Indiana. Um, Salsaritas, just keep them in mind for any catering party need you may have. We had them after the scramble yesterday. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Delicious. It was so, so good. Did so, you go to so town good. on it? Oh, I went to town. Yeah. Did you stay away from the hot salsa? Uh, yeah, I didn't do any salsa. I, I, I went with the... Oh, went dry. I went with... Uh, I got two tacos, soft tacos, and then I had some chips, and I just put queso and like shredded cheese on them instead of salsa. It's disgusting. You don't like queso? No, I like queso just fine, but like you... I mean, just even like a little pico into your tacos is a nice touch. I had some lettuce. I didn't That's say lettuce. I said a little pico. <laughs> didn't have any salsa yesterday. That wasn't, wasn't feeling the salsa. All I'm right, thinking right. about trying to make my own salsa. Oh no! Come on! I, I just there's no way it's going to be as good as salsaritas. There's no way. Was it you? Are you going to be like or uh, in the office use Oscar on the label? <laughs> and then right. what is it? It's for the tomato sauce that they use Phyllis. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a, Ryan who does Aunt all Phyllis's. That. Yeah, exactly. But no, I, I've I've got I've got the stuff I've. I've Growing the stuff to make the salsa. Now I've just got to figure out how to do it. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll give it a try a little bit later, but you'll never be let down if you try Salsaritas. Two locations, one in St. Matthews, one in Middletown. Download the app before you go and cash in on those Salsaritas bucks. Um, Oh, the gutter cats lost last night. Yep, they did lose last night. Um, So they're out. The Mean Green are moving on to the semifinals of the TBT. They're down to the final four yeah, in Philly final four. Wednesday and championship on Thursday. Yep. Um, and then uh, other significant news, Carter Knox, the younger brother of Kevin. Uh, Kevin! Transferring to OTE, <laughs> which I think you got to believe is good news for Kentucky, the way they've recruited OTE. Yeah, no. I know you've already got the Kevin Knox connection, right? But, like, so does Kenny Payne. So he was that. there for that recruitment. Great point. So – so you mix Being in a, a little OT pipeline connection. Yeah, like the, he's going to be around people who are very happy to send people to the UK. Yeah. TJ, and, and hell, he could team up with Umto Cyrell. Good. You know? Yeah, they could be teammates. TJ, did you watch Home Alone recently? No. Two Home Alone references in one show. Pretty impressive. Just, we did, we were, we taught Lucy how to, we're like doing, working on, you know, show us your sad face, your happy face. And then, so like for surprise face, we're doing the Home Alone hands on cheek. It's the cutest thing in the world. My uh, niece lately has been doing like a shocked face where she just puts her mouth in a circle and is like, Yeah. It's been pretty cute. Uh, Duke figured out how to use a remote. So we're going to figure out um, more than just like smashing buttons. Oh, yeah. Like he he knows to put it on Disney for Bluey. But the, the the only part that's bad is he wants to go to YouTube and watch just the dumbest videos of like <laughs> monster trucks just driving down a track. Sounds like cool to me. Yeah, no, they're they're just brain numbing. By the yeah. way, Roush, that picture you posted of him, I guess it was yesterday. Dude looks like he's up to my chest already. He's huge. Yeah, part of it I think is just he's got the longer hair right now. We got to we, we can't give him a haircut because his barber just had a baby. I think they're coming home today. <laughs> but um, so yeah, he's just gonna have he's gonna have shaggy hair for a little bit. Not great for the back-to-school photo. The Croatian sensation tells Jonathan Giovanni, I decided to come to Kentucky because it's the best spot in the U.S. for talented basketball players, and Coach Cal is a Hall of Fame coach that sent more players to the NBA than anyone else. 
This uh, you, this kid can listen. He can listen to a pitch. He can listen to a pitch. I like that about him. Really glad Shushuski so- isn't around anymore because you know they he would have been like, see, we're not so different, you and I. How so? How long before a national media member is like, how lucky Cal has gotten this offseason? They haven't done it yet? You forced Antonio Reeves no, no, no. back. You had a gun next to his head, and you said, you come on back to Kentucky, buddy. I don't care where you think you're going. Sweeney done it yet? And then Sweeney, Trey Mitchell. Sweeney will do it today. John Calipari intentionally got his old friend Bob Huggins drunk just so he'd get a second strike and force <laughs> Trey Mitchell to UK. And then they go and they pluck this poor European kid who had everything going for him in Croatia and force him in to the hostile Lexington basketball scene. Goodman and Sweeney are the my top two candidates to have those takes. Folks, it's a long off season. The haters and losers are going to be furious hearing that, but it's a long off season. A lot can happen. And it's another reminder, and I'm not I'm not doing this to like poke at them. I'm doing this because it's a it's relevant and it's easy because I'm familiar with this program. But U of L ran out of scholarships, Roush when? In April? May? I mean, I think May. Be. May be June, but I think it's May. This is why you don't want to run out of scholarships. You want a little wiggle room. Some options. People reclassify. People leave. Coaches leave. Coaches do dumb things. And it's just very player-friendly NCAA right now where people can just leave just like, poof, they're gone. So it's important to keep some open. Now, that's not to say sometimes when Cal only has like eight or nine scholarship players, it's like, okay, we got to get more bodies in here. But to their credit, be patient, and they did just that. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, Hey, fellas, Brad from Bellbrook with a hypothetical for your Tuesday. If you could add any former undrafted player from the Stoops era to this current team, who would you take? Give me Boom Williams all day because the only thing our offense is missing is a solidified home run threat. I think they've got enough potential options. I don't want to deal with Boom. Um, So I'm going to say... I'm going to say probably Dare Rosenthal because the other good tackles got drafted. Um, Or... I would say Derek Beatty at cornerback. I like I like Derek Beatty. At Did Derek Beatty not get drafted? Nope. Okay. I was thinking maybe Chris Westry potentially, but I'd take Beatty over him. You're right about that. I was thinking maybe a Keydron Smith. He's he's re- you know he's yeah. new. He's not somebody recent, that's been but, yeah. very recent. Um, that that's who came to mind to me. I was thinking secondary, but Roush isn't isn't uh, bad thinking offensive line either. So yeah, they, I mean, there's like five running backs. They're they're gonna find somebody that can make big plays. Boom would be fun, Brad, just from like an electric standpoint, but I, I think Roush is right for all of his reasons. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Boom did anything that was bad, but he's just kind of a he's kind of a headache in the locker room. Didn't need to deal with that. Dude dude was said he was done at UK before he could change his clothes in the locker room after the game. So Happy to have you back, Scooch. KRC isn't the same without you. What do you all think about the fill-in college kid uploading the podcasts and segments? Not sure if you guys noticed that last week. We did. Yeah, a little inside baseball, Plumley bro. When 
I do the replay now, the way we have to do things. I just chop it all up in segments. So I was trying to help Patrick do it that way, but then he couldn't figure out how to get it all back together. So that's why he did that. Humpty but, couldn't put uh, all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. It it was a it was a slight inconvenience for you all, but it got corrected the next day. So he let us know about it too. And and guess what? If we didn't have old P Diddy, we weren't going to be on the air. So that's we're right. very appreciative for him. Oh, yeah. I thought he did. I mean, stepping into that spot, I thought he did a good job. You got to remember, he's also eighteen. He's yeah. not going to at seven fifteen in the morning. He's not going to be chock full of energy. There's mornings that we're we're not either. But I thought he did a, a good job. Sorry about the podcast though. Luckily, it was all there. That's what I told him. I was like, as long as you can just get it up, I don't care. We'll be fine. So he got it correct, as Scoot said. And we're happy to have Scoot's back. Roush, do you think Liam Cohen will strategically game plan the offense to protect Devin Leary's health this season? Almost feels like he has to a tad. That being said, what do you think will be his strength? Will he be best in the shotgun or out of the bootleg? Um, he's good running around with his feet. Um, and the way the offense works, there's a lot of bootlegs. There's a lot of play action. He's going to go under center more often. Um, and I think to answer your initial question, the answer is no until week four. I mean, how much – like they're, they're, they need to see what the line can do. And then if it's really bad, I think strategically game planning to protect him, it just means you're more max protect. More tight end mm-hmm. staying in to help pass block. More running back staying. You know, they'll do a little bit of that, but I, I think early on in the season they're going to have to gauge how good this offensive line is. Um, against inferior competition, just to kind of see how 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 much do they need to overcompensate? This so is, I think the hope is that they don't have to overcompensate a ton. This is maybe a hot take, but I almost wish just first three games: Ball State, Eastern Kentucky, Akron, and then you got Vanderbilt. I almost wish that they would do more protection in those first three games. Not only just to like. Boy, wouldn't that suck if just a random EKU player rolled into Devin Leary and that's what got him or something. So on the one hand, do it to protect him just in kind of nonsense games that you're most likely going to have no problem at all winning. But two, you show all that stuff, and then when you kind of get into the meat and potatoes, you get a little little gamesmanship. Teams are going to think all they're doing is protecting, protecting. We're going to have to send. And then one game, you just kind of spread it out a little bit more. And you tell the you tell Leary you're going to have to get the ball out of your hands a little bit quicker, but teams aren't going to be ready for, for what we've seen. So if UK doesn't light up the scoreboard the first three weeks and they put more of an emphasis on protecting Devin Leary against some trash teams, I'd be totally okay with that. No disrespect to those teams. Rash, sounds like Scott finally beat us for a tie. <laughs> Looks like Jason Patterson is heading to Cincy. Is that a big loss? Also, are we really getting new uniforms this season? What's the deal? No, don't ever think that Kentucky's going to get new uniforms until they happen. Secondly, I don't know. Justin Rowland thinks uh, essentially Patterson told nobody uh, on Monday what he's going to do today around lunchtime. Uh, this guy led the state of Florida in rushing. He's a four-star talent in the industry ranking. Um, so, yeah, it – if it would be a big loss if he went to Cincinnati, I think Roland's reading the tea leaves, but he doesn't know one way or another. And if if he didn't uh, go to UK, it would just be embarrassing, and I have no other way to phrase it. It would well, just be embarrassing. And long time before signing day, for what it's worth, but but yeah, yeah. it would be embarrassing. No way to you shouldn't lose a recruit to Scott. They've never lost a recruit to Scott Satterfield, and to do it now when he's at Cincinnati, not good. Yeah, forty no says one texter. I love it. Don't want to get ahead of myself. And Cal's constructed the best roster in college basketball history. Yeah, I think we need to keep things in check. But I, 
can't imagine there ever being a better uh, group of talent on a court in the history of the sport, Roush, just to keep it in check. I like this texture. We've got some nickname suggestions. Zevon. Warren Zevon or just Warren. Where's Warren come from? Warren Zevon. Dexter says, thank you, you, TJ, for a great morning greeting today. The nickname will be Zivon or or Croatian Sensation. What do you guys think? Have a great day. I do like Zivon. Zivon's pretty great. Is that the guy who sings uh, Werewolves of London? Yeah. Okay. Warriors, Guns, and Money? I got you. I can get behind Zivon. Yeah. Zivon's pretty cool. Zivon says no on a block shot. (laughs) (laughs) That would be kind of cool. It's pretty cool. All right. All right. It's no loudmouth Sestina, but a texter says Carl Towns on Twitter shut down the allegations that he does, in fact, like men. Good for Carl. I didn't see that. I isn't he married? Yeah, or at least engaged. I don't know if he's married, but hey, you know. You guys are saying Giovanni's name wrong. Must be a first time listening. First time listening to KRC, bud. Texter says, small amount of lurking around on Instagram a few minutes ago, and I discovered that Zivon's girlfriend is a professional handball player. She's cute, too. Handball player? Oh, that the if they ever have a kid, just freak athlete. Handball is huge in Croatia. Big sport there? Huge. Oh. Handball, kind of fun, although... Is she going to come with them to UK? Do we hit, we're going to start a club handball team. Sack pack, get on it. Maybe she can translate over to spike ball. And be exactly what the UK club spikeball team has ever hoped or dreamed for. <laughs> I still don't really know how. Like, I kind of get spikeball, but I don't. I like spikeball. When I see people playing, it's I just don't really, know, don't really know how, what's going on. Uh, also, by the way, speaking of Instagram, Kentucky Roll Call on Instagram. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. Put it on my main story, Roush. 200p, I and I, I'm not like a big... You don't check the, the Insta- numbies? I'm not a big like Instagrammer in the sense that I don't like post every day. But I'll post probably like a picture once every month, two every month, three every month, whatever it may be. And I'll post the story a couple times a week, probably. But 200 people looked at my story on my personal account out of 440 to go follow the KRC. We only have 15 followers. Wow. Everybody should be ashamed of themselves. Some friends these people are. Well, 200 w- people looked at it, and 185 of them just said, no. Nah. Well, they probably looked at the account and didn't see much content up there, so they're like, heh. There's Good very ratings. little content. I posted a picture of just Roush and me, just so people know that it's actually us. <laughs> I don't think we've taken very many pictures. I'll today. post a picture of Scoot's up-close picture of him today for post number two. Oh, boy. Just take pictures of the cats. Can we make it like a highlight post? We'll make it a good pick. You'll look good. <laughs> a texter says, I don't care what sport I'm playing in whatever league. If I have some dweeb ref fixing games, I'm acting a fool. Suck it, Rutherford. <laughs> <laughs> what club do you enjoy using the most on the golf club, on the golf course? Whatever gets it in the hole. Am I right? That's yeah. right. Probably my... My four, my four iron is actually the best. Uh, I'll be like in the rough after a bad tee shot, and I can just rip the hell out of my four iron. Four iron is old reliable. I love my my three iron hybrid. It's really just a three hybrid. Um, I've hit some... I've stuck some really fun shots from 200 plus with that bad boy. Mine so that used, would probably be my favorite. Mine was always my pitching wedge until probably the last two years when I learned how to really hit my driver and hit it well. So now it's driver. 
And I also love when I'm like 60 yards out and I've got my 56-degree wedge because that's like the shot I can hit where I can stick it, you know, there put you it go. right next to it. That's the one I hit uh, when I got that birdie at Park Mammoth. Nice. That was the club. You were in that bunker for about a day on that. <laughs> it was a long time. No, it was a long time. Uh, uh, hey, but I got new wedges, and I, I really like those. So I was kind of testing them out. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I, the one, the one par uh, scoots the hole that goes over the water that you can you can try to make the green on a par four at a Cardinal Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I had like the most perfect shot from like eight feet for par. After that. You landed it on the green? No, not. Oh, okay. I, I, I had a bad drive, but my my approach, I miss. No, I miss a birdie put from twelve feet. All three of my teammates yesterday went in that water, so I had to leak had out to, to the left, left and go God, on the hill. That's the yeah. worst. Nothing better than when somebody just puts one out there on the first, and then everybody can just go for it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fun stuff. Texture says, I'm voting for Cal. He can move over to football after winning a few more big ones in basketball, get some organization under him, and win some football national championships. Go Big Blue. I don't know what that's referring to. It was uh, Cohen or Stoops. Oh. Cohen or White. Love it. <laughs> it like, he's got a lifetime contract. May as well use him. He'll yep. be like 86, and he'll be a janitor, mm-hmm. custodian. Just Cal, we got to use you for something, buddy. We're paying you till the end of your time. A texter says, is eyeball stuff a better name for a band or a horse? That's a good question. Band. Um, horse. Horse. Ooh. Yeah. I bet on eyeball stuff. John here. Good morning, everyone. It is great to hear Justin back. By gosh, the Mega Millions jackpot is ready for the taking, so do not forget you have a chance to do the banana stand dance. Tell me what would be the first thing you would buy. I would do a lot of great things with the money, but first I'd buy myself a new truck. We'll got to go talk to you later. John, I'll tell you what I buy tomorrow after I win. Yeah. The Mega Millions. Uh, after we win, I'm going to probably buy some individual tickets too. But, Roush, you're on the clock. Yep. You're we'll going to head on over to Thornton's, Thornton's yep. and they're going to get you all hooked up with a winner, hopefully. Mega Billions, baby. When we win Mega Billions, we're going to do radio tomorrow, but we probably <laughs> would be announcing yeah. our hiatus on the show. <laughs> uh, it would be a very fun and drunk Kentucky roll call, I would imagine, if that, oh, if that actually so, happened. Oh, my gosh. Well, <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> this is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Thanks for all the texts in the show. We'll see you on a wacky Wednesday.